Cowell, academic advisor in the College of Sciences and Mathematics. And I'm Jonathan Hallward, academic advisor in the College of Liberal Arts. And this is the award-winning Advising 2Bits podcast. Where we enhance, but not replace, your academic advising experience here at Auburn University. Today we have Heather Hamilton, who is the Academic Programs Administrator for the Department of Mathematics and Statistics in the College of Sciences and Mathematics. Welcome, Heather. Hi, Meredith. Hi, Jonathan. Nice to be here. So we're here today. We're going to talk about the Alex placement exam. If you're a student that's come to Auburn before the fall of uh, 2023, or if you're a parent that has an older child that came prior to fall of 2023, this process is new. It's a little bit different than what we had in the past. So we're going to kind of walk through what that looks like and what it's there for. We talk about a math placement exam, but this isn't necessarily information that's just for students in STEM programs or, or um, college of science and math or engineering this for every student. Heather, can you tell us a little bit about what the Alex placement exam is and, and what it's there to do? I do get the question a lot about how it's pronounced, so thank you for pronouncing it, <laughs> Alex, um, like the name, yeah, Alex, A-L-E-K-E-X, but it's the Alex Placement Preparation and Learning Assessment. So if you do see Alex PPL, it's not just a placement assessment, it's also a learning tool. So you can use that. Like I said, we're no longer accepting ACT and SAT scores, so this is kind of our new way of being able to get students into the math classes. It is a web-based program and it uses artificial intelligence to map a student's strengths and weaknesses in math. So it does adapt to what the student is saying that they're understanding or if they're not understanding it. We'll talk about that a little later, uh, but just let you know that it, it does change based on how you're answering questions. Yeah, so you can take it on a personal computer. You don't have to go to a testing site. So students, just as long as they have a webcam and a pretty recent browser, they should be able to take it through AU Access. It's not a multiple choice test. It's an open response. It does require the student to work out solutions with a paper and pencil, so make sure the student does have that paper and pencil ready. They can bring a calculator. The calculator is provided for them, but they do have a they can use a pencil and paper to work out problems. The questions vary, so you have up to 30 questions, and it generally takes about 60 to 90 minutes to take. The student does have two and a half hours, so they are given ample time. If some may need a little more time, then they can certainly have the two and a half hours. Most take about 60 to 90 minutes, and it has three parts. So there's an initial placement assessment. That's kind of the baseline when they take it. And then if they're happy with that score, they're good. They don't have to take it again if it places them in the class they want. Then they have to do some prep and learning modules. We'll talk about that a little later. And then the third one is that they'll have access to two more assessments. So they have three total. So if a student is not pleased with their first score, they do have more options to take it, up to three chances. They do, yes. Alex is trying to get the students into higher math classes. So they take that first one. They find out kind of where they're placed based on their knowledge at that point. And then they can do the modules, and it does recognize what they need to work on. So it is trying to help them get into those classes, the higher level ones. So would you say the reason that we are no longer accepting ACT or SAT scores for math for math placement is because this is a better option that better can predict where students can succeed in math? Oh, definitely. Yes, it is. You know those quizzes that you take online, the like, where should I go on vacation? Like, 
Mm-hmm. What kind yeah. of pet should I have? It, that's kind of what this is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what what math class would I do really well in when I started Auburn? And that's exactly what this is. That's the whole purpose of the Alex assessment. That's why I try not to say test. I know that's something that a lot of people still use, but we're trying to get the students to understand that it's not a test. We're not grading them on it. We're honestly just trying to understand them as a person where their knowledge is and where we can best place them so they don't have to retake math classes or drop out or fail or their GPA gets messed up. So this is the best way we can individually look at the student and where we can best place them. Yeah, and I think that that's, you know, as as someone who advises students that are um, not always math, excited about math, we'll put it that way. This is one of those things that I always try to tell them, get this done early. Yeah, math is something that if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And so get these things out of the way while all this information is fresh and, and get the math course done. For my students, anyway, it's such a daunting thing to think I've got to take another test. I've already done all this testing. I appreciate you explaining it, that it's it's more of an assessment and, and really what they're looking for. Like I said, they have that first initial placement. And mm-hmm. so that's pretty much going off of their what they're bringing in from high school or if they've taken because you can also take it if you have dual credit. Don't think you can't take it if you have already taken math because it's a good way to know how you're going to do at Auburn math. So the questions that you're going to see are not multiple choice. It's something mm-hmm. that you would see the question and then you'll be able to take it or work through it. Don't use a personal calculator. That's We don't want you to bring anything in besides pencil and paper. You'll see up to 30 questions. So in your, in your intro about it, you mentioned that they're, uh, they need a webcam. Yes. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what that webcam is for and, and why they need it? And, and is there any stipulations for what it has to be? So this test is timed and proctored. So that is what the webcam is for. It is, it's not a human proctor, but it is being recorded. You will need to have a webcam. It's just one that comes with a computer, a normal one that's already embedded in the computer or one of the ones that sit on top that a lot of us mm. got over the COVID yeah, over time. COVID, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you will need one of those webcams and also a browser, a lockdown browser. That is actually something that's really important. Our website has, if you need help kind of figuring that out and how to get that, then you can go through our website and get all that information. That is something that students will use a lot at Auburn. So it's a good thing to go ahead and start understanding how that works and and getting that on your computer. But that's how we do our proctoring through Lockdown Browser. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned about that. This is is not a one-off. This is not something that you're going to use just for this Alex assessment, but it's something that you'll use once you're here. I'm, I'm on the Academic Honesty Committee and we see a number of cases where it is a proctored um, site or a proctoring person that is bringing up these allegations. So it's good to know that, you know, these are things that you're going to use from here on. But it's also not something that's overly specific, right? Right. Yeah. And also, even with the proctoring, it will actually hurt you in the long run if you do do something like use outside resources or if you aren't taking it honestly. Right. It's not really – academic honesty is definitely one part of that mm-hmm. where you don't – cheating is just not good. Yeah. But also by 
doing something that's putting you into a higher level math class than you're ready for because you think you're trying to score higher, that's only hurting you, the student. Absolutely. And I think it's, I think it's important. I'm glad you brought that up. It's, it's important to mention that this doesn't, your score on the Alex placement assessment does not go onto your transcript. Mm -hmm. It's not reflected anywhere except for in our system for the prereq. Which simply just tells us what math you're ready for. So it's not going to impact GPA. It's not going to impact if you're trying to get into professional school or grad school, it's not coming around to impact that later on. And we certainly, at least from the COSAM side of things as an academic advisor, we it's imperative that students, you know, aren't rushing through this or, mm-hmm. you know, thinking of it as a joke that like this, this is like we were talking about, this is telling Auburn what math you're ready for. And so for students who have to go up through calculus three and any math that's higher than that, even if you're not a math major, I mean, I advise chemistry and biochemistry students and they go up through Cal three and then take linear differential equations. If you start in math 1000, because you didn't take Alex or you just kind of messed around during the Mm. exam and didn't take advantage of your three attempts. If you're starting in math 1000 and that is your major, you're already looking at a delay in graduation by at least a year. Yeah. At least for my majors. So I know for others, um, certainly math majors, engineering, anything, any other major that requires something higher than Cal 1, you could be looking at a delay of graduation if you're having to start in Math 1000. And speaking as someone who started at Auburn in Math 1150 and failed and withdrew, mm. I completely, I wish yeah. I had had this to be able to, because I, I going in, I kind of felt like I wasn't ready, but I didn't have any way of kind of verbalizing that to my advisor or talking to them. So this is why I'm so passionate about Alex, because I know it would have helped me saying, okay, let's get you into the right math class instead of where we're going to put you in here and hope, like fingers crossed, that we'll, that this will work out. Right. A lot of times it does, a lot of times it doesn't. This is a good way for us to have a because it's the, the Alex assessment is done by our faculty for our classes. So they know what knowledge that you need to be in, say, Calculus 1. Mm. If Alex shows that you don't have that knowledge, you're not going to do well in Calculus 1 because the faculty is already saying you don't have... You're not ready. Right. So, so this is maybe not... The, the program is not built by Auburn, but the content is. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like a cookie-cutter program that every university across the country is using. This is specific to Auburn. That's correct, yeah. We don't accept Alex scores from other un- institutions because th- it, they don't compare. So can you – I mean, for me, when I came in out of high school, I thought I was – was good at math. And then um, I took my placement test, which was completely different. And it recommended a lower math. And I was a little disappointed. And then I got into that. And I was like, Oh, man, that was actually accurate. I'm not as you know, but you mentioned Auburn math. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that what you mean by that? Is that specific to just how we teach it here? Is there is there something that listeners might want to know about what the difference may be between maybe math at Auburn versus math at another institution or what they had in high school? We have a lot of students that do come to us saying, well, I took calculus one in high school. I should be able to place into calculus one in college at Auburn. That gets a little, (laughs) again, this is where Alex is going to kind of be like, okay, well, then that's great. You'll do well on Alex and we'll put you in there. Because the math at Auburn, we do, it does get a little, there's a lot (laughs) of different ways to go. Like if you're in business, you go through the business calculus, which is our math 1680. Mm -hmm. If you're going into engineering, you're taking all the the Cal 1, Cal 2, Cal 3s. You're going through or COSAM, some of the COSAM students. A lot of students come in and they just require one 
core math class, like the mm-hmm. liberal arts. So they can take 1120, or that's our pre-calculus algebra class, and they'll be done with their math. If they don't take that Alex before, then they would be placed into the math 1000, and then they would have to then take two math classes in order to get just that one core right. taken care of. So that's another reason to take the assessment. In reading between the lines, what I'm getting and what I hope the <laughs> listeners are getting is that Alex, the Alex math placement assessment is here to help you, not to hurt you. Yes. No, that's, yeah. Very much so. Yes, we are de- we are. Just trying to reiterate our, that for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that is so much appreciated, Meredith. Yes, it, we are trying to help them. I know math is a little, some people run towards it with open arms and others don't even want to look at it. <laughs> One, Math 1000, it doesn't count for core. It's not to be a punishment. It's just there to give you the resources to do well in the core level math. But if you're someone who, like in a lot of my majors, who only have two hours of free electives or all of a sudden math 1000 becomes your free elective and you don't get to take something that might be more fun for you or something that's you know a hobby or something like that outside of your your interest we talked in the forestry episode about all the things that they have that are really good you know free electives so that kind of goes away or, or you have to add it on so you know don't see math 1000 as a punishment but also see alex as an opportunity to get into a place because you said you're we're talking about that you have an opportunity to take it a couple of times you have an opportunity to reevaluate maybe learn some things study through their their system to get past that so can we can we talk about what that looks like and what the requirements are so you take your initial assessment and then you are required to take 5 hours of uh, prep and learning in the module, and you have to wait 48 hours before you can take the second assessment. So there are some requirements. You can't take it and then immediately go back in because that wouldn't really help you any. You haven't you haven't changed your knowledge. Yeah, yet another reason not to take it too lightly, right? And to take it early. <laughs> yeah, and to take it early. Yeah, great point. Yeah, so you take it the first time you get your initial assessment. If you are happy with that, it places you in the class that you want. That's fine. Then you can go back in, do the prep and learning before class starts just to make sure you're ready, but you're good. If you aren't happy, you didn't place into the class you want and you do want to try and place into the higher level, then you can you wait five hours and then you have to wait 48 hours, uh, do five hours of module work, 48 hours of time, and then you can take the second assessment. During that time, the five hours of module work, it, had, it looks at what you did during your first assessment and it kind of goes back through some of the things. It's trying to build up maybe some things you haven't seen since freshman in high school, just right. some of those basic concepts. So, yeah, you'll get through, and then you get that score. Again, you'll get, well, I'll tell you, you get your score immediately. So as soon as you take your assessment, you'll get your score. You'll see it on the left-hand side of your screen. And then on the right-hand side, it'll tell you, what class you've placed into. That's when you can kind of decide where you want to go from there. It goes immediately into our system, so you don't need to worry about telling your advisor, letting anyone know about it. The advisors will have access to it through their own system. Your 48 hours, you log back into your account. You can take the second one. Same thing. It adjusts based on what you know, based on your new knowledge that you've gained after doing the modules, and then you can take it a third time. And that third time is the final time, but 
It can also, you have to do eight hours of module work before you can take it that third and final time, and you, again, wait 48 hours. So it does increase the time because they want to make sure you have that. So after that third time, then that's, that's it. We do take the highest out of all of the three. So if you take that third one and you score lower, which we hope you won't, but if you do, that happens, we'll still take the highest of all of your Alex scores. What happens if I have AP or dual enrollment credit for a math? And some students are like, well, if I've got the credit, do I need to take Alex? Is that something that they need to consider if they, you know, let's say that a student only needs up to Cal 1 mm -hmm. and they're coming in with either dual enrollment or AP credit that says, yep, you've got credit for Cal 1, mm -hmm. and that's the only math they need. Mm -hmm. Is there a need to take Alex? They don't, but I would tell them that they would. They should take it because it is – when we have math credit, we always use your math credit. You didn't spend that money somewhere else to, to not, for us not to use that. So we will always use that math credit. The Alex is purely to make sure that you are ready for the class. Bring that in, you bring Cal, Cal 1, that's the only one you need, you're done. You're, you've got all your credit for all your math courses. That's great. Maybe take Alex and see where it places you. See, it's getting, it'll prepare you because a lot of times things aren't taught the same at community colleges as they are here. So even though if you have the credit, again, Alex is a really, really good. We do have some colleges that are requiring Alex, even if you are bringing in math credit. So make sure if you get any information from the college that you're going to be in that you pay attention to what they're saying they need because some of them are requiring it over even with math credit and they will not advise you unless you have an Alex score. Make sure that you are following any instructions that you get because those will override what we are saying as an overall Alex. Yeah. Students don't come into college thinking about, oh, I'm going to change my major. You know, even if you're in, in COSAM, you come in planning to do one major, you may get exposed to a major that you didn't know about, and, and that major may be, you know, have more math requirements. So taking it now would, mm -hmm. you know, that score's good. Once you take it, it's good, you know, for the, your, all of your time at Auburn. Yeah. So get that out of the way, and then you don't have something else to do before you can progress in that new major. Once you've deposited, you will have access to AU Access, and this is how you find the link to it. You go into AU Access under My Academics tab on the left, and then you'll kind of scroll down a little bit, and it says Registration and Advising, and it's down a little bit in, in that section, and it says Alex Math Placement Assessment. You'll click on that link. It'll take you to, to it'll take you outside of Auburn. You will need to have your duo be able to log in as an Auburn student. It does require that, so make sure you have all that set up before you start before you attempt it. So it'll take you to the Alex site and it'll ask you a couple questions about kind of your background. They just mm. want to learn like what kind of math do you have coming into Auburn. And then you can set up your account and take the Alex through there. Get it at least two weeks before they meet with their advisor. We're asking that because advisors do a lot of work before they mm -hmm. see you. So if you wait until thinking, oh, well, I'll, I'll see her, I'll see him, I'll see my advisor next week, then I'll just take it as close as possible. Mm -hmm. They're already looking at it, and they're getting that together. So that's why we're, we're trying to ask to get yeah. all of that done two weeks. And also try and get all your transcripts in, all your AP scores. I know some of you won't have your AP scores until June, or that's usually around the time. And so what I'm telling students when they're asking, well, I won't have my score. How is my advisor going to place me? And we're telling them to go ahead and have that Alex score. That's the best way for mm -hmm. them to place you. And then if something, you, the scores come in and you need to adjust, we can adjust 
at that point, but we want to get you in those classes at Camp War Eagle. So (laughs) before it opens up to the university and you won't, you may not get a seat, you'll be placed into Math 1000 because your AP scores are coming in, but we don't have them yet. So we can't really place you. So you would be in Math 1000. Again, help us help you. Yes, exactly. Help us help you. We want to get you into those classes. So even if you're bringing in AP scores, go ahead and and take the the Alex. Yeah. And regarding those AP scores, you know, regardless of what major you're in, regardless of what college you're in, your specific advisor will know how to advise you, even if your score is not in yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So we we do want to reduce any anxiety about, you know, well, my AP scores won't be in by the time of my Camp War Eagle session. This is not our first rodeo. We know how to help you with that. Back to what you were saying about transcripts, something that a lot of students, most recently really, that I am seeing this come up with is that they think that their high school transcript, if they did dual enrollment, that their high school transcript covers that dual enrollment credit. And it does not cover that for Auburn. So if let's say, for example, you took a class at Jeff State, if you did dual enrollment at Jeff State, those classes, you need to have that transcript sent specifically from Jeff State, not from your high school. Obviously, Auburn, for admission purposes, probably needs that high school transcript. But again, those dual enrollment credits do not come through on the high school transcript as that college credit. So we need to have your official transcript sent from the institution where you did the dual enrollment. Well, I think this is such a good part of the discussion because like we're we kind of get to that point. Like you said, we've, we've done this before. We know how to advise you. But the more information we have, the better it is, the less we have to assume looking at your test scores and saying, OK, you're predicting that you're going to have a four or five on calculus A.B., that's great. And um, we can help you plan for that until we have the prereq. We can't put you in the class. Alex gives you the prereq. If you go in and you take calculus BC and you have that gives you credit for calculus one and two and you want to jump into Cal three, that's all well and good. But until they're on the transcript, there's not much we can do. And so this just kind of is another tool to help you in the advising process. It's also a good point to tell you, go ahead, as soon as those grades are posted at whatever community college that you have dual, dual enrollment through, once those are posted, send that transcript to Auburn. Get it here so that when you come to Camp War Eagle, it's already on your transcript so that we can advise you appropriately and we're not doing guesswork. And yeah. something else that you mentioned, Heather, is um, you know you mentioned that when classes open back up to the entire university. Mm-hmm. And something that I want incoming students to know is that we reserve and hold seats back for Camp War Eagle for incoming freshmen. And so the entire university is frozen on registration from a certain date in May until the end of Camp War Eagle. Upperclassmen, if they're trying to change their schedules around, they can't go in and change their schedule during that frozen registration window. However, once that date opens up and it is back open to the entire university, it's a free-for-all for thousands and thousands and thousands of students here on campus. So we we are helping undergraduates, the in, the incoming freshmen, to have the opportunity to get their schedule that they need. But we need to be able to advise you properly so that you can you have less shuffling of your schedule around after yeah. things open back up to every student on yeah. campus. Well, is there anything else that you can think of as far as math in general or the Alex assessment that you would want students to know or to be aware of? Yeah, so I just wanted to let students know that there's not a penalty for incorrectly answering a question on the placement assessment. This goes back to where it's not a test. If you don't know it, feel free to put, I don't know, because that is one of the things on there. Don't think that you have to try and figure it out if you don't know how to do it. So that's, again, like the assessment part. We honestly just want to know what you know. If you don't know it, 
it's okay. It's okay. Well, in a, in a big difference than than standardized tests that we used to take because so many times people are encouraged to answer. Even if you mm-hmm. don't know the answer, pick an answer and move on. This is what makes it different and, and really a better assessment for them when they get here because they're they're not getting lucky on what, what answer they chose on the ACT. <laughs> right. What we've answered here are just some of the things that have come through to advisors to me. We've compiled a whole list of everything that we've been asked on our, our placement website. So if you go to aub.ie forward slash Alex, A-L-E-K-S, facts, F-A-Q-S, and that's one word. So it's aub.ie forward slash Alex facts. You can go there. It's got everything any question that you can think of has been on there. If you do have a question that you don't see on there, please feel free to reach out to me. Again, I'm Heather Hamilton. I'm over in the Department of Math and Stats. Uh, you can email mathplacement at auburn.edu, one word, M-A-T-H-P-L-A-C-E-M-E-N-T. And if you have a question you want to just talk about it, you can always call me at my personal, my office number is 334-844-4200. Three, five. That's my office number. If you just are kind of confused or you have some questions that aren't on the FAQs, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm always here to help you. And we also have our website, which has the chart that tells you what class or what credit that it's very helpful to kind of make sure that you're understanding kind of what what score you're looking at if you're trying to get into a certain class. And that's at our aub.ie forward slash Math placement, again, one word, M-A-T-H-P-L-A-C-E-M-E-N-T. If you could give students one piece of advice to be successful when they're here, what would that be? Listen to their advisor. <laughs> they really do. Everyone on the Auburn campus is really looking out, and they're really trying to help you. Reach out. And also, when you're taking a math class, don't wait if you're feeling overwhelmed. We have a lot of resources that available to you. We have a math tutoring center. We have your advisor has can talk about different places depending on your college they have different resources so never feel like you're you're drowning in or overwhelmed well thank you again we appreciate it oh, thanks Jonathan thanks Meredith thanks it's for been joining wonderful. us yay <laughs> and welcome to Auburn War Eagle <laughs> War Eagle and this concludes today's episode of the Advising 2 Bits podcast we want to thank our guests and you the listener for joining us We hope this information will be beneficial in your next advising meeting. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so you can be notified the next time new material is available. The Advising 2-Bits podcast is produced by Adam McGee in the College of Agriculture.